Hi, and welcome back to Mingus on Tech. I'm Ken Mingus, Executive Editor at Computer World. I'm here today with Windows expert Preston Gralla. We're going to take a look at Windows 10, the fall update that's coming up soon, so stick around. Okay, so Preston, thanks for being here today. I, I really did want to find out a little bit more about uh, when it, Windows 10, the actual name now. I know Microsoft with its naming conventions. It's Windows 10 Autumn 2018 update? Close. Okay. October 2018 update. October 2018, which which is interesting because this thing was supposed to be here in September, generally, right? Usually, but I mean, who knows what? And actually, it says October, but if you remember it, in the spring update, it was quite a bit late because at the last minute they found a couple of bugs and right. they deleted it for weeks. So let's hope it's October. Right. Well, I <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're mid-September mid now, right. and uh, the assumption is I'll assume if they don't find any bugs, since they've got it as an October update it'll be October yeah. um, what's interesting this year and you and I are talking about this a little earlier is that while there are some new features and I, I did write these things down because since I'm a Mac guy I, you know I'm not as, as verse uh, versed in uh, Windows things but you know things in in the new update are expanded clipboard features better search previews um, some new screenshot functions uh, something that I'm sure businesses will care about is you know new group group policies for the edge browser um, the Your Phone app, and then Dark Theme, which is interesting because Dark Theme is one of the things that Apple's touting this year oh, with, really? with Mac OS, Mojave. Yeah, um, none of those sounds like a must-get feature. No, none are. Uh, a couple of reasons for that. Yeah, one is uh, there was a feature called Sets that Microsoft has been working on for quite a while. Kind of an interesting thing. It would allow you to group documents from a lot of different applications in one place. So you okay. could have sort of like a project-based Like a pile on your, on your desktop sort it of? Wouldn't, it's better than even on your desktop. It would be in an app. You could have an Edge, for example. You could have a website in one tab, a Word document in another tab, oh, an Excel okay. document in another tab. So it sounds like a pretty good idea. The problem is uh, Microsoft hasn't been able to get it to work. Um, <laughs> Other was, than that minor yeah, problem, yeah, it's so like... It, it may never see the light of day because it was supposed to be in the previous update and it couldn't make it. It was okay. in this update until about June, then Microsoft pulled it. So hard to know if it'll ever happen That's or not. That's what I was going to ask. So so it actually, they had built it into this particular oh, yeah. version. Yep. And had you had a chance to try it out at all? Yeah, it was very flaky. Okay. And um, if you look at, like when you look at the previews, the builds, they always have a description of, you know, known issues. Right. And once they put it into the build, every single build had multiple known issues with sets. Okay. So I can't say it was a complete surprise that it got pulled. Right. All right. So they pulled that midsummer and yeah. was And that's one reason, but there's a much bigger reason than this, which is that um, the days of the big updates are gone. It's never going to happen again. It's basically Windows out of service. And um, if you remember, every time there was an update, a big update, seven to eight to mm -hmm. ten, all that stuff, Microsoft would literally, had literally spent two years hundreds of millions of dollars right. in development costs, in advertising, in public relations. It was on TV and everywhere. And it was, it's just not sustainable anymore, yet that amount of money being Got spent, it. because what are they getting out of it? Nothing. You, don't, you no longer buy a physical piece of media to upgrade your PC. It upgrades automatically. And although for the tech press, maybe it's kind of annoying because you don't have big, gigantic things to talk about, mm -hmm. 
I think for people, for users, it's better because they buy Windows and that's it. It just keeps upgrading. Well, they buy it, but they're on basically the, I mean, the, you know, Windows is a service, you know, they buy it once or they, you know, they get the, the software key, whatever. And, but then they're sort of locked into the upgrades. You know, there's, there's been a lot of debate, and this is especially true, on, you know, for business, of course, is that the upgrade cadence that Microsoft, you know, right. has, has, has rolled out. Um, you know, at, at remember at, at once at, at when they first rolled out Windows 10 in 2015, weren't they planning like three or four updates a year? Right, They've which cut scared that back. the hell out of companies. Oh, it's yeah, like, absolutely. oh my god, you know. And then they sort of scaled that back to now we're looking at the spring and the fall. And in fact, Greg Kaiser had a story recently saying that they may be looking to scale that back finally to once a year. Right, right. And I wonder if you know, given the rapid pace of updates. That you know that plays into the whole idea that the you know how how fast can you roll out big you know whiz bang features if you're doing this every six months? Right, exactly. I mean, you can't do it, and there's really, I don't think there's any reason anymore to do it. And we were talking before about how um, uh, Mac has the same problem, yeah. and um, and I think there's a commonality for why that's happening, and that is that the operating system doesn't matter that much anymore. What really matters are the mobile apps or the web apps. Mm -hmm. That's really what's important. And, and I almost think of Windows as, in a certain extent, as a web app, even though it's really not. Right. I like it. Think about Gmail. You use Gmail, and it gets updated, but you don't really pay attention and upgraded. You know what I mean? Every mm -hmm. once in a while, there's a new thing added to it, and that's really the wave of the future, which is that apps and not operating systems. They don't. They just don't matter. So the operating as much. system basically becomes the foundation or the underpinning on top of which all the apps that you use right. work, which is very much how it is in sort of the mobile in the mobile. Side Absolutely. Of I mean, you know, think about many years ago when there were a million applications you were able to download and use. What mm -hmm. do you download now as an application? Mm -hmm. You know, Microsoft Office you know, some specialized software, but pretty much aside from that, everything that's interesting and new is really a web app or a mobile app or mm -hmm. some combination of the two. Or some service that runs, you know, between the two and connects right. them. Right, yeah, exactly. It's interesting because, you know, I do sense that, uh, I don't think we've gotten to a point where we're completely past, you know, a period of innovation, no. but it does feel like in lots of places we, you know, the, the big rollouts, at least for the foreseeable future, have happened. You know, the iPhone arrived 10 years ago, and then Apple spent the next several years building onto that, adding to the features that were not there. You know, and they've gotten to the point now where, you know, there was a lot of sort of, when the new iPhones rolled out this year and iOS 12 rolled out this year, there was a lot of like, eh. You know, right. So it's nice to have the new hardware, but the, you know the changes seem to be much more incremental now than they used to be. So it's not just you know it's not just Microsoft right. that's at this place. Right, and I think actually what is starting to happen and eventually will happen more is that the operating system is leaving the device and joining the world. I mean, the best instance of that is Alexa and all the intelligent assistants that are coming more and more. And now all of a sudden, it's not just an operating system that sits on your desktop, that's on your phone. All of a sudden, you're interacting with it in the world by talking to it. Mm -hmm. And I think increasingly that's where the innovation is going to be using artificial intelligence as a way to extend the power of your computer into the rest of your life. I mean, I'm not a big believer in 
smart refrigerators that tell you when you get your milk. I mean, you know, I mean, I, that's that's the hype. It's part a of convenience, it. I suppose, but yeah, that's not really where right. I really hope that's not the yeah. you know the, the end point of our futures. Right. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting because you know there does seem to be a lot of um, if there is innovation going on right now, and, and there is. I, I mean, I don't mean to say that, that that these companies are not innovating in ways that we probably don't know about yet, but it does seem to be around the whole voice control, voice activation, digital assistance, AI, machine learning, which as you say, the operating system is no longer something that's very discreet. It's just kind of around you. It's in your car, it's on right. your device, it's at your desktop, it's at home, you know, whether it's Siri or Alexa or maybe Cortana at some point or Bixby or, you know, some of the others. And I do wonder what that means, you know, it, it does feel like the whole, you know, cadence of regular updates for desktops and laptops, and maybe even at some point mobile devices, is just going to become, it's just going to go away. Right. It's, you know, it's like that, the old phrase, continuous improvement, where things yes. just are continuously updated in the background. And, you, you know, you won't even know it unless the company calls out some new feature. I think that's right. I mean, it's even a little bit odd to me now that Microsoft even does it, makes these now relatively large ones twice a year instead of, like you said, just continuously. Why do you have, for example, once once they built a new clipboard, smart clipboard, which mm -hmm. is really nice, by the way. Everybody, if you're looking at Windows 10, this is a surprisingly good improvement. Well, make your tell life me easier. a little bit more about that because I'm not as familiar oh, yeah. with the detail. Well, the so what's nice about it, there are problems, and I'll get into those too. What's nice about it is it saves all your clips. So Some multiple clips. Instead of just cut and paste. And, oh, no, there was something I did a half hour ago. Where was that? What did I want? Well, now you just scroll through it and you can see it. Okay. And not only that, you could also save these clips permanently. Because typically what happens now, you turn off your PC, your clipboard they goes go away. away. But here you could save it per permanently so you could have sort of boilerplate text, let's say, that you use frequently. Mm -hmm. Now you have it in your clipboard permanently, and you just pop it in wherever you need it. I'm going to date myself here as an old journalist, but this reminds me of the old ATEX system we used at newspapers, and you'd have save gets, where you could save chunks of copy or, or code or whatever, and you yep. press a button, and it's there. It is a save get, a permanent save I get. I like that idea. It, I miss save gets. I do, too. As a matter of fact, over the years, I've used a lot of clipboard replacements for Windows. I've reviewed them. I've used them. They've been generally pretty useful. And this... This obviously took a lot of its ideas from those, but it really is a nice, a, a nice new feature. But my point is that why not build it and then release it? Right. What does it have to do with a new snip and sketch tool? Really, nothing except that Microsoft says, let's have two updates a year. Mm -hmm. And it just seems to me, I wonder if eventually they'll just do away with that and have continuous updates, as you were talking about. How would that affect it? You know, if Microsoft were to go to sort of this continuous update schedule how would that affect businesses because you know the the big concern and and, and obviously business is a major is, is i'm sure that you know the major uh chunk of windows users i would think um i could be wrong how would that affect the, you know the way businesses roll these things out because they have to do a lot of testing you right. know you've got a lot of of business focused apps that may or may not work with some minor code change how would you do a continuous that's a good point. Stream of updates. You're right. That's a continuous point unless, I don't know enough about the code, unless you're able to kind of separate it into updates that are kind of minor enough that they don't yeah. matter yeah. versus the updates that affect a lot of this core stuff, which to a certain extent they do already because throughout the every month you get patches to Windows that do a bunch of things, but there's only twice a year that they consider them big ones. Right, the feature so, updates. So 
I don't know. It's a good question. Okay. Maybe right. that's why Microsoft is still doing them twice a year. Yeah, and I and I do wonder. You know, I think there would probably be a lot of relief. Uh, you know, by a lot of IT admins, if Microsoft were to announce that it's just going to go once a year, I know, think so too. Once a year, because it would give them more time to get every all of their, uh, you know, Windows machines up to snuff before the new one rolls out. Right. And of course, you know, we're dealing with this at the same time that a lot of companies are, you know, still using Windows Seven. We've got the the January 2020 deadline for right. end of support for Windows 7 coming along, so there seems to be a lot of movement toward Windows 10. You know, it's I don't it's not going to replace Windows 7 completely by 2020, but you know, companies are finally getting serious about it. And you know, I wonder if one of the reasons we're not seeing lots of big whiz bang changes is because Microsoft is kind of keeping things nice and calm and steady right now so that these companies can get on board and then maybe you know in a couple of years Microsoft will come back with some new radical changes that could be it's I mean that's that's just a theory yeah it's entirely possible on the other hand I just I often think well what else do I want in Windows Mm -hmm. what else do I care about and I mean the main thing I care about is that it works right and and I have to say that that's another reason for sort of stopping at Windows 10 and doing incremental upgrades rather than a big one because it really does work well. It's really stable compared to previous versions, and as we've all known by li- living through Vista and Windows ME, and you know, and with Apple's had a few clunkers yeah. along the way too. Yeah. That uh, those big upgrades, you know, they they can be really problematic when they're sort of point upgrades, if you want to think of them that way. So, I kind of wonder whether that's another reason why Microsoft has done away with its big gigantic releases just that it was just causing so much turmoil i mean imagine how much i mean remember what enterprises were having to live through it wasn't wasn't just these relatively minor upgrades compared to the big ones twice a year when it was a really big big one i mean like you say there's still a zillion enterprises on windows 7 right and, and likely to be there for at least a few more years. Right. So as we, as we uh, think of Windows 10, October 2018 update, um, you know, based on everything you've seen and your use of it, it seems to be stable. Yes, absolutely. You know, you know, some useful new features, but no, you know, nothing that would absolutely compel somebody who hadn't thought about upgrading to upgrade right away. But most people will probably get the upgrade when it I was going to say, right? they're not going to have it's a choice. It's not really a decision to make. It's they, no longer a choice. It's, yeah. you know, you have Windows 10, you get the update, like it or not. There's, you know, little ways here and there to avoid it, right. but you're going to get it. Okay. So, with a few, you know, tweaks and tricks and a few additional features, Windows 10 October 2018, coming soon to a Windows PC near you. Um, Okay, Preston, thanks a lot. That was a really interesting discussion, not only about Windows 10, but about innovation and where things may be going. Uh, We'll have to check back uh, later on, either later this year or in the spring, and see where we are. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. For now, that's a Windows 10 wrap. 